0: Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode with your dental business mentors. I am joined with my partner, Dr. Justin Bullard, and we are just going through questions that people write us that we get asked from our coaching clients, and we just kind of banter back and forth and just kind of like break it down and try to make it as simple as we can. So what is our question today, Justin?
0: So common question people ask is, uh, when's the right time to add expanded hours? So typically that's kind of like an evening weekend thing. So let's dive into that a little bit because it's super important.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of people ask me that because our office is open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Isn't that awesome? I wish my office, my office would do that. My girls would never do it. They'll never do it. Um, you know, these are all common things, common roadblocks that people go through, and they don't want to push through them because they're scared of how the team is going to react. So before we even get into it, I want to say why do you even want to add night hours to begin with because if what is your end goal if you are a five op office four op office small office you, you you go nine to five or you know eight to three I don't know what you do but if you do that four days a week and that's all you ever want to do you never want to bring on an associate you're doing fine you're happy with your new patient flow and you're happy with income forget about it don't do anything but if you are you know a, a five op office, a four op office three, you know, something where you do plan on bringing an associate on sometime, it makes sense to do night hours. And if your associate coming on is sometime in the future, that's, you know, if that's, if that's future doctor's problem, then, you know, you have to start thinking about that because when you bring on that associate and you go into split shifting where you have night hours, that's going to be a very tough cultural transition for you. If you're going to start telling people that have worked years and years just during the daytime, now you need people to work at night. So my suggestion would be, I think it's great to have night hours. I think they're the easiest hours to fill. I think if you get a cancellation at night hours, it's so easy to find someone else to take that spot. The demand form is so high. And these people that need these night hours, they have family members too. So they can help fill your day hours. I think it's a great way to do your practice. But I think you should start with, you know, one night. Just go to like 8 p.m. Do it one night. Hey, team, can we just do this one night a week? You know, and then like maybe you could switch to like two nights a week. Maybe they'll start really enjoying the extra bonus they're getting, the extra revenue, and and you can hire more people as you grow. And when they say, what are the hours? Be like, well, yeah, we actually work two nights a week. And, And this is how you build on this. But I think it's impossible to go to a split shift you go four nights a week when you haven't even been open a single night a week. So I think the right time is probably now if you're having this question. Um, what do you think, Justin?
0: Yeah, 100%, Paul. I mean, it, it comes down to just, again, like you said, which is perfect. What's your end game? You know, what is what is the reason why you're asking this question? And if you fall into this category of like, hey, you know, uh, you know if you're asking, it's either like uh, we were talking about earlier, Paul. that like you need either to grow this practice or you want to expand and you, you know, you want to uh, grow the the top end or, you know, you're struggling to compete in the area and you're looking for some sort of competitive advantage. So the way we made these decisions in our practices, because not all of them do evening hours, but, but about half of them do. So I have six, half do half don't and the way we decided was taking a look at the, the local demographics where they're located at so for for example if if all of our competitors were offering them well you got to offer those practices as well you got to look at are you established or you a startup so one of the things we saw is having evening hours and highly competitive hours, especially with the fact that working moms and moms in general are the ones who make these healthcare decisions, they typically don't want to pull kids out of school. Oftentimes, the kids are the first people to come through the door or the parents, etc. People work till 5. It's not uncommon to have an 8 to 4, 9 to 5 schedule. So from 4 to 8, I mean, those slots, like you said, Paul, are easy to fill. So they're great practice builders. They're great ways to get people in. What we've done is we've done that in, in a number of practices, and then we actually scaled back because once you reach this critical mass, you're, you've are you got good retention of, of people, you've got good reappointment, very little attrition from the practice, your revenue is going well, great team on board, all that stuff going on. Well, then sometimes you can start scaling these back. You just remove a couple of these because patients will know, like, and trust you, and they're inclined to say, hey, I just want to see Dr. X or my hygienist Amber or so-and-so versus saying, Hey, I I want this time, this date. That's great for new patients on an ongoing basis. Oftentimes you can scale back uh, once you've established that. So just a different perspective. I'm not saying there's a right or a wrong or a guaranteed formula for success, but what I can tell you universally, hands down in any of the practices we've done this in, it worked to grow the practice.
1: Yeah. It's, it's always a great practice builder. And you said, okay, either one all the people in your town are doing it. So you have to do it. Okay. Easy. Number two, no one in your town is doing it even more. The reason to do it. I mean, and grow your practice. I'll I'll give you an example on Monday nights, always Monday nights. I have always worked Monday nights since I graduated dental school over 10 years ago. And it's just, I'd like to have to be able to sleep in a little bit on Monday, get some work done, just catch up on some things and then start in the afternoon and work Monday night. Now, Just recently in November, I changed my Monday night. I used to go from 9 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, I backed it off. My practice did not fall apart. I didn't lose a bunch of patients. My Monday nights were on capacity. So, I mean, this is another thing. It's a practice builder, and the goal of any practice, in my opinion, is to get to capacity because once you're at capacity, you get to make a business decision. Do we expand capacity or do we get off fee schedules or do other things to kind of thin the herd a little bit and keep revenue at the same? So you can make that decision once you're at capacity, you can back off those hours. But yeah, hands down, man, growing the practice, why the hell would you not do night hours? So
0: they're convenience features, bro. That's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. And I, th- I think it's the hardest part is getting the team on board. Yeah. So I think, a, a, like, a good question. I'll, I'll see what you think about this, and Justin. In and the practices that you have not had night hours and that you added them, did you get pushback?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, no doubt in my mind. So the way we, the, so if you, if you have a startup practice and you're, you're, uh, you're starting one from scratch, it's easy. Just from the start. When you start hiring that team, you, you get them on evening hours right away. That's easy. That's a no brainer. It's when you have an existing practice and you're trying to stay competitive that you go ahead and do that. Now, part one is you need a team that knows, likes, and trusts you and takes ownership over the practice. Now, good thing is in, in some of our practices, we had that. We had longstanding team members and people who were there for, you know, three, four, five years or longer. So yes, they pushed back, but they were more willing to help. Okay. Now at the end, here's how we ended up uh, mitigating the risk. one we end up spreading the burden. So, you know, it was only ever one shift a week that somebody had to do, for example. Okay. The other was actually bringing on an evening team, which was the path of least resistance. We said, Hey, your life doesn't change. We're expanding hours, and we're bringing on a new team for the evening. And that was the simplest, most effective way to deal with the evening and, uh, and you know, the rest is history.
1: But this starts with all new team members.
0: Starts with all new team members. Exactly. So
1: then does this then become the A team and the B team?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the the practices where we did that, you know, we'd have the second doc staggered shift. They would start at a different time. Their huddle started a different time. You know, all of that stuff is is completely different. Because as you mentioned um, in the past, in, in one of our episodes, this idea of like culture, right? You end up with the cultural... Uh, issues that occur when you have these split shifts and divided teams. So it's important to, to maintain consistency on those teams. You don't want uh, members from team A, you know, uh, on team B and vice versa and have it all over the place. You, you want a consistent team, not only for culture, but for performance. You know, you want that dentist working with the, the same front end, the, the same Uh, you know, RDA as often as possible. It's not always the case, but if you can do that 80% of the time, you're further ahead.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree, man. And and just like one more question, I want to get your input on this. Would you say, and I know this is a hard question, but would you say that adding night hours is the easiest way to grow a practice?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, hands down, one of the, the smartest decisions that you can make.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, cool. So I think we're gonna wrap that one up. So pretty much, you know, figure out where your end goal is figure out how you want to do it. And I think a good time to do it if your end goal makes sense with it is to do it now. Or if you want to grow, obviously do it now. Anything else you want to add to that, Justin? You
0: no, know, it's good, man. I think that's great. And, and uh, for anyone listening, who's saying, uh, look, I didn't, I didn't get into dentistry to, you know, work uh, graveyard hours or factory hours at the end of the day, you know, that, that mindset has to change. And also uh, keep in mind that, you know, staying competitive in the marketplace is, is number one. I mean, if you can't adapt, then the ship starts to sink. So definitely keep that in mind. You know, it's it's not as bad as you think it is. In fact, you, you adapt to that. We need to move away from these social norms of like eight to four, nine to five, four days a week, weekends free. You know, there's no reason why Monday and Tuesday can't be your weekend, for example. So go ahead and start thinking outside of the box a little bit. And, uh, and you'll find that uh, with that increase in revenue, you can justify some of the uh, sacrifice you're making.
1: Yeah, and if I even want to get a little bit more out of the box, learn how to run a business like your dental office like a business because, um, Justin, how are your evening hours? Are those really putting a lot of tax on your personal life?
0: <laughs> yeah so I've, i haven't worked an evening hour for for probably uh five years i've, I've maybe done a couple saturdays in the last five years and uh, i'm only practicing two days a month now so so no i'm it's good but i put in the time earlier on anyway
1: yeah that's exactly the point same thing with me i do one evening a week uh three weeks a month and but i did put in my time and i, I was doing them all at one point so um you slowly build on it. All right. So until next time, everybody, and please send us your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. Hey, Dr. Etch here. If you are like most dentists I talk to, you want to grow your practice. We all know that we didn't learn how to run a successful practice while we were in dental school. So where do we learn it once we get out into the real world? That's why myself and Dr. Justin Bullard created DentalBusinessMentor.com. If you want to know the tricks, the tips, the tactics that we use in our own practices, DentalBusinessMentor.com is for you. Over 175 videos, not to mention the documents, protocols, and checklists that we use to run our practices. We have modules on phone skills, mindset, reappointment and reactivation, leadership, culture creation, marketing, effective meetings, patient experience, case presentation, KPIs, scheduling, and collections. Just Just to name a few, we will show you how to run the practice of your dreams. So if you are ready to take your practice and your life to the next level, check out dentalbusinessmentor.com and you have nothing to lose. We offer a 30 day money back guarantee. If you aren't happy, we aren't happy. Go to dentalbusinessmentor.com and take the first step towards learning how to create a practice that helps you live a better life.